So the topic today is The Torah has a prohibition to literally to to in front of a person who's blind, we play in front of a person who's blind, do not be sosim a stumbling block. So this word sosim is a very difficult word. Um, what exactly does the word sosim mean? Um, part of the, the question is that so the simple understanding means that this fellow was like such a mean fellow that he would like want somebody who's blind like why not put something in front of him and make him trip and have a lot of fun um, the word um, for that is sima to place the Torah uses the word lositain which means to give so we're grappling with this word if it, it, would, if it meant literally to put a stumbling block it would have said if they excuse me do not place Something about Losita means do not give. So because I'll understand the two two explanations Rashi brings. One is that you should not give a person bad advice. So if I know if I'm knowingly giving a person bad advice, usually the reason I would do that is because it's some benefit to myself. But even if it's not any benefit to myself, just giving I enjoy the fact that somebody would do something uh, you know mess himself up. That's the issue of the Torah of you know some practical joke that that sort would be an issue of giving a bad answer. The second prohibition is the idea of causing a person who's an Iver Bedover, he's not knowledgeable, he doesn't understand, or he has some reason why he's inclined to do something wrong, and I'm going to tempt him, and I'm going to cause him to sin. Um, so both of, those are, both of those are accepted in Halakha, both of these are true he served in the Torah, a person would do that. If, I, if I'm going to facilitate somebody transgressing, or I'm going to give a person bad advice, I'm over this of the Torah. What, Cause, if that, what if that's just like, is that just for intention? Like, what if they give you advice and it's not good, but they don't actually realize right. if, if there's no, if there's no, If there's no bad intent, you do not get the Veira. Um, but the Rebbe says, obviously the point over here is you have a responsibility to give good advice, which means that a person who doesn't really know what he's talking about should recognize that and keep his mouth shut. Um, well, I think, you know, you know like, oh, that's very nice that you think, but the problem is, right, so we want, to, we want to try and make sure that the person does this properly. Okay, so now, the, the more comes along, the more qualifies this prohibition. The more says this prohibition is only true if the person cannot do it without you. So if the person can transgress without you, you're just making it a little bit easier for him. Uh, so the more gives an example where uh, you have a person who's a nuzzer who's not, not allowed to drink wine, and the cup of wine is on one side of the river, uh, the container of wine is on one side of the river, the, pers- the, the nuzzer is on the other side of the river, and he can't cross the river, and he asks you to throw it across to him. So that would be a case where you cannot do it without you. But if a person... And uh, if a person uh, could do it without you, just you're helping him, so that's not this is. So there's an isidrabona. Tosa says there's an isidrabona to be involved in that type of situation. There's an isidrabona to be involved in that type of situation. We're going to see that might change depending what type of person you're talking about. Okay. This is that asks the second question, second point that if the person is, is somebody that you know, in general keeps a locker, so if the nose of the person who knows keeps a locker, he's asked him for the barrel of wine, he might be want the barrel of wine to give to somebody which he's allowed to do, etc. You have no reason, and you have therefore you have no responsibility to cons- contemplate the possibility he trans- plans to transgress. But you're talking about a person which you ha- your your concern might actually decide to drink it himself if you pass it to him. So if you. 
so um, the person who's known to keep a locha wants some non-kosher buy something non-kosher, we have to assume that he probably wants to do it to give it to somebody not, not Jewish and something like that, so you're allowed to assume that okay, so now but the, in this, this definition of of Possible or impossible without you? It's impossible without you. Now it's, you're making it possible. So how impossible is impossible? Uh, well, he could do it without you. It's going to cost him a lot of money. Um, so, uh, or a tremendous amount of effort, and you're making it much, much less effort in, involved. And for him to do that, is that is, is that going to be uh, defined as such? Or let's say there's a question of uh, sec- primary and secondary. Terry Mercer was asked the following question: A person who's a kosher caterer, he has a hall. Somebody wants to rent out the hall, and the the, the concern is that when they rent out the hall for the wedding, they're going to have mixed dancing. So is he allowed to rent this hall to these people, thereby giving him the the, the usage of the hall? Knowing that that, that that they're going to be mixed, act, dancing, mixed dancing involved, and he says that's mutter because your primary purpose of renting the hall is not for dancing; it's for, it's for the cell, for the meal, and the dancing is a secondary thing. It seems like you're facilitating that, but that wasn't that's not the direct intent of what you're doing. Um, at the end of the show, he talks about a different case. Let's say I know somebody doesn't keep a certain halacha, and I have a case where it's a suffix. For example, the question was. I, I, I have a, a clothing store and so I sell suits some of the suits have shotness in them um, I don't check all of them beforehand I rely on the buyer to, to check them so that's normal, that's fine, I sell it if it's shotness, he, he brings it back and then he returns it and everything is fine but I have some people which are not going to be careful about checking for shotness so am I allowed to sell them a suit with the possibility of this suit being containing shotness, so he says if it's a, if it's a real concern Hmm? Sorry, for the Torah prohib- prohibits a, a mixing of wool and linen. Right, right, right. Right, so many times, not many times, a strong word. Sometimes in a suit, you can have, a, especially a high, you know, high-end suit, a wool suit. There might be linen yeah. thread. It's a stronger thread. Some of the pads, padding, and sometimes there's some of the button, the, the thread used for the buttons. It's on the collar line. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm relying on my, my purchasers to check. You bring it to the person who uh, knows how to check for it, and he pay him a few dollars, and he checks for it. A lot of stores nowadays actually provide, in the New York area, they provide the service. Um, uh, uh, either they're checked beforehand or they provide it there in the store. <laughs> but, um, but if that's not the situation, so, so what's supposed to happen? I allowed to sell the suits. He says if it's not, if it's a real concern, or is this something with this, you know, this is something which has come up in these type of suits uh, on, a, on a regular basis, so you can't sell it to him if you know he's not going to check. Whereas it's just like the the humra that we have that maybe there's a possibility, and therefore we check for shotness. So that humra, you would you would allow to sell the suits even though he might might not check. He will not check for shotness because it's not really. Uh, the definitions of that probably deserves a different chip. How you define that? Um, say so. A more a common issue which comes up is um, secretary you know, employee working. The, the boss says, "Will you please get on the phone and you know, order me a Alito's pizza?" Right? So you're facilitating him eating that kosher food. He's a Jewish guy. He doesn't keep kosher. Are you allowed to make that phone call? 
So the answer is yes, because he can make the phone call without you, just because you know he'd rather have his secretary do it than himself. But it's not something which you're really facilitating anything. But you are involved in being Messiah. And Tyson says even in cases where it's, he can get it without you, you still have this history of being Messiah. You're you are helping him do the Avera. So on that, the Shah comes along and says that that prohibition of Misayeh, which is an Isra Durabonon, that the Chomet added above and beyond the, the Isra of the Torah, they added an Isra Durabonon, doesn't apply to a person who is who knowingly transgresses. So if a person who's known to be uh, a mumer, uh, um, so the, the Rabbanon did not make any type of protection. This of the Torah still exists, so I can't provide him with non-kosher food, which he could not get without me. But kosher food, which he could get without me, the fact that I'm, I'm helping him do that is not um, is not an issue. So nice. If I'm at my, my in-laws' house and they're grilling their tray of steaks outside, and ask, can I pass them the tray of meat to bring outside? Right, so that would be mutter. It's mutter because this is what they do. It's known, and they know. Right, so now you have you have the sheer on Sunday. We're going to talk about is there if, if there's implications that you're condoning other action. Is that that's a more that's a more problematic issue? Now it's not just that I'm I'm condoning what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm making a statement that's okay. I'm not making a statement that's okay because it's not okay. I, I, I don't have to stop him. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have an of facilitating, but I cannot condone and I cannot imply that I'm saying it's okay. So uh, that itself comes with its own set of problems. So that's 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 the sheer on Sunday. But, uh, um, how do you play? How do you play those type of stories out? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, um, okay. So, so this is the rabbanon doesn't this, uh, of being messiah doesn't apply in that type of situation. A person is, is a mechal shabbos. So, if I would pro- provide him with the the um, the ability to be Mikhail Shabbos, which he could not have without me, that would be problematic. But if it would be something which he could do anyway, so um, uh, I invite him to I invite him to uh, a simcha. He could drive without me. Right? So Lachara, I'm not. I'm not. There's no, no only for the Hebrew. But, right? So Russia comes along and says it's a new problem. Uh, over here, it's of course he could drive without you, but. This event that you're asking him to come to, he would not have come unless you invited him. So you are actively beyond what's called lifneiver. You are actually trying to convince him to do it by inviting him. So that's the Rosh holds. That's a new layer beyond the, the, which is his own approach. Most of the, the, the Chabad Chaim disagrees with that. The case of the Gemara was, I'm not, I'm not saying yay or nay. You know, he, he, I'm passing him something. You know, he might, he might not, etc. Um, but if I am convincing him, so the more talks about this concept, which called a mesis. A mesis is a person who is convincing, inciting, inciting. Um, the case of the mesis was the Torah's example was for Avodah So is mesis a special prohibition just by Avodah or this is a general prohibition on all any of the various of the Torah. So Rosh assumes that it applies to any of the various of the Torah. There's an Isra of Mesis. If I am in some way trying to convince the person to do it, um, so that would be that would be a problem, and, and, and that would be problematic. That the Kabbalas Chaim discusses this in the context of um, in the context of Lashon Hara. 
and maybe, you know, sometimes when I'm, do you want to hear this story? Mm-hmm. Well, I really wasn't in the mood of hearing this story, but now that you say I want to hear the story, so that's that's more than the either. I'm being Mesus you. So does he have the problem of Mesus? He says, no, he brings from one of the Rishonim, but Mesus only applies to Bodhazar. So, um, so uh, assuming according to that, the, the case of Ramosha, the case of inviting somebody to come for the Shabbos meal, would not be the Isra of Mesa. It would be the regular Isra of Lifnaiver, which once it's regular, the regular prohibition of Lifnaiver, we have the rule if he could do it without you, it's not a problem. You're still going to have this other issue of, well, if I'm inviting him and he knows that I know that he drives, I'm inviting him anyway, am I implying that it's okay for him to drive on shops? Which that's the, the, the again, that's the topic which I deal with on Sunday. Mm-hmm. How, does that, how does that play out? Um, but if I'm just, he, he, he knows I don't want him to drive. I know I prefer he doesn't drive. But uh, Derek Harris is, is to invite him, you know, then he might drive. That's not, I'm not implying that I'm agreeing to it, but I know I, he's, he's the, my uncle and I got to invite him, whatever it is. You know, I, if I don't invite him, it would cause a lot of family politics. He knows that I don't, I don't necessarily want him to do that, so then I'm not being Macy's him. I'm not condoning either. Um, and, and then you would have the regular rule of, of leaving the evil well, he could do it without you so that would not be a problem so a person really maker did in those situations a person could invite somebody in that type of situation um, can I actually ask them a very situational question just out of my own curiosity which I think is related to this so like so one of my um, like one, one of my aunts who like does not observe Shabbos was asking like the other aunt who did observe who does observe Shabbos like um, to look at like something on her like a picture of some kind of countertop like on her phone that like she was curious about like picking out over Shabbos but she was holding the phone and like flipping through it and showing my other aunt who like was observant so like how do you see this like situation um <laughs> interesting question so if the non-observant aunt is going to be doing what she's doing anyway yeah. right? so um the observant aunt is not is not um doesn't have this prohibition, but if she's going to view it as it were, she's saying she's implying that it's acceptable that her sister or whatever it is is, is um, doing this, which she shouldn't be implying that mm-hmm. that's acceptable. Yeah. It's not acceptable. Yeah. Uh, she's not. So that that's this this other issue of, of condoning, which is uh, comes with its own set of uh, halakhas and, and challenges. Okay. Um, what about the following scenario that uh, he can't do it without somebody but it doesn't have to be me mm-hmm. so the example which the, the, the person grappled with is the case of a loan with re- interest it's impossible to do a loan without interest without two parties right? because only one person can't borrow money without it. so there's always going to be two people involved but there's people available um to uh, lend him with interest if if I lend him with interest so there's the question being I can't lend the Jew money with interest but there's an opinion that says that if the individual is a mummer I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to lend him with interest hmm. so, but I, I still have a problem he can't give me interest so I have a leaf neighbor problem well he could borrow the money from other somebody else and give them interest right so it could happen without me so that's like we're saying. It's not. On the other hand, that's not true because over here, there's somebody who has to play that role of being the bad guy. 
In the other cases, the person will go on his own and take the food himself. Okay, well, but over here, somebody has to be the bad guy. So is it okay that I should be the bad guy? It's not really he can do it himself, because he can't do it himself. He needs somebody else to help him. The question is, he has other people who are willing to play that role. So the, in that situation, the Mishnah Melch says that that's the problem of Lichna Iver. So I could not be involved in that type of situation. Although by transferring the responsibility off of you taking it on, wouldn't you be implying that you're okay with it being someone else or whatever? Like, do you have equal responsibility for whether the thing gets transferred to someone else versus? <laughs> that, that would that would also that would be an interesting consideration. Okay, um, a, a sad but potentially uh, you know possible situation. Uh, which I just recently had with somebody asked me the Shiloh. They have an they have a elderly relative who's not well, does not keep kosher, and they're in the hospital. And they went to visit them. And the nurse says, oh, "Would you would you like to feed them supper?" <laughs> I can't feed them supper, right? So uh, it's not kosher food. So it would be very. It became like very, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. the relative was like uncomfortable the fact that they refused. Um, mm-hmm. To feed them, uh, so basically the psak. If, if, the, if the relative can eat himself, and it's just easier for that, somebody else to feed them, so then you don't have lethal either. The, the person cannot eat himself, mm-hmm. but and he, somebody has to feed him. The question is just who's going to do that? It's going to be the nurse, or going to be you. You get involved in this mission of now, now somebody has to be involved in this. Uh, there, there has to be a second party involved over here. Right? Now, if there has to be a second party involved over here. Can you be that second party? Now, the application of this question is, let's say I'm a frum nurse, and I, I'm asked to do that. So I say, I'll ask the other nurse in the nursing station to do it instead of me. But she's also Jewish. So can I ask the other nurse? Well, she doesn't, you know, am I allowed to ask her to do that? I, she's being over the bear feeding somebody non-kosher food. I can't flip responsibility with her either. So I can't feed the patients, and I can't ask somebody else to do it for me. Can I ask a non-Jewish uh, co-worker to do that? So, you know, that's... A harder question, you know, but possibly that's that's most of a person can say, you know, I, you know, I religiously I can't do it, you know, so, you know, then leave it like that. And somebody else says, okay, so I'll do it. That that's fine. But to ask them to do it might be a problem in the situation as well. Um, let's hold it here. Is there a lot of Argument on the Mishnah Melech? Is there a not, significant it, it, argument? You know, I have not seen a lot of argument on it. Uh, I haven't seen people discuss it too much. Uh, it's, it's, he, he gets involved in the case of the, the Mishnah says that the case of a Malvin Aloy, but there's Leif Neiver. Um, so he says, you know, why is the Mishnah just automatically assuming there's Leif Neiver? You know, it depends if the, is it the loan's available or not. So, so maybe, you know, as he says, according to him, it makes sense. Because there's always going to be the Eber by definition. The Mishnah seems to say it as a blanket statement across the board. There's always the Eber in a Malvaloiva Ribbis situation. 